Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? I wish my superpower was the ability to fly. <laughs> I just freaked them out. Here no context. No, no. no context. Uh, if I were to have a superpower, it would be to fly. Now, I have a good one. Dan has a good one. I'm just going to say <laughs> my homie, Miss Mona's, is dumb. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it's it. rotten. I would have said subpar. <laughs> Man. A little less exciting. I know. Something a little less harmful. Oh, she, knows. she knows I kid because Very accepting I care. unless you choose the wrong superpower. Yeah, you choose the wrong yeah, I'm going to call out. you out right the on the club. podcast. You're yeah, yeah. No, you're not out of the club. Oh, you just, just need don't. to rethink your whole superpower deal. Just rethink your life. Rethink it. <laughs> So as you can hear, uh, oh. hey, I'm Pastor Hank, uh, Senior Pastor here at Marion Baptist Church. What's happening out there? yo? Miss <laughs> Mona, my home slice is right hey. over there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Over there. We are off to a great start. And I'm just telling you, they can't, I don't know why I keep saying over there, because they can't see. But if you want to know, Mona is to my left. Uh-huh. If you Dan turn is to your right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's producer DJ Dan. It's like a weird tour. If you turn to your right, you'll see. Dude, I just, I tell everybody you were speaking, so speak something s- sensible. Hello. Okay, thanks. <laughs> He's been to the Mona School of Talking. <laughs> he always says that, but you don't call <laughs> yeah, him that. I just did. Yeah, you, yeah. Boom, right Good. there, up top, up top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, so, man, it's what? Whoa. Whoa. It's a good day. It is a good day. Um. Mona taught first grade. I did. It was exhausting. <laughs> she said them little rugrats have gotten to her. Well, it was the first Monday of school. Oh, like, yeah. They were tired. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. They were tired. Can I just tell y'all something? What? It just hit me too. So I got asked yesterday <laughs> by members of our congregation. Uh-oh. You sure you want to do this on the podcast? <laughs> I hope they hear it. <laughs> They said, can you tell me a good podcast to listen to? Oh, my land. I I heard somebody get slapped yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And then I went, were they serious? Yes. Oh, my land. And I said, well, you know, you have the Mosaic of Marion. You know, I should listen to (laughs) y'all. I I was walking by her reply. No, I said a good one. Love you guys. If you're oh. listening this week, I hope you are. I hope you are. Bless your hearts. I kid because I care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit excited today. Yep. Um, so we're continuing on in our series on the Psalms. Yep. And remember, it is plural when you talk about it as a book. <laughs> but when you speak of a singular one, it is Psalm. That's right. Singular. So today, we're going to pass it off. <laughs> Miss Mona's going to take the lead because we're doing her Psalm. Psalm 119. Right. So, without further ado, (laughs) ready or not. So, we're in Psalm 119, and um, we're not going to read all 176 (laughs) verses, as Hank said that we were. (laughs) So, Dan, if you would read Psalm 119, 1 through 8, and then pray for us. Sure. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, and also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. 
You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this opportunity to share your word with others. And we pray that as we study your word, we know it will never return void. And we just pray that we be receptive to those things that you would have us hear in your word and that you be glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Very good job reading, Dan. Thank you. See? Um, and the, the reason that I like this psalm, that it's my favorite psalm, is because it is all about God's word. And as you read all 176 verses, um, I think I read that in every single verse except one, God's uh, synonym for God's word is used. And so obviously that's the key concept and the key um, for the whole um, chapter. And what what I see as I have read it and as I've, I have studied it is um, two things that this psalm teaches us. The first thing is that it teaches us truths about God's word. Absolutely. And then it also teaches us how to have a relationship with it. Mm-hmm. Because as the psalmist um, goes through all of these verses, and as you read the verses, you see um, his relationship with it, with the word, his um, his commitment to it, his diligence to keep it, and so and how important it is to him, and how much he loves it, and so um, what a example that is for us to follow as we study it and read it. So you're agreeing with me. So what thoughts um, yeah. do you have on that? I'm just thinking, yeah, it is. If you want to see what it's like for somebody who loves God's word, yes. read Psalm 119. Right. Because this, like you said, I think you're right. That It's every verse, and there's 176 mm-hmm. of them, talks about something about all but apparently two. Uh-huh. Um, talks about his love for God's word and how it can affect you and keep you clean and keep you upright and keep you on the right path and how we ought to love it. So that's a good way. I'd never really thought about that. But that it's a way, it, it just words it great, the fact that he right. loves God's word. Right, right. And in fact, um, nine times in this psalm, he says, I love your law, I love your precepts, you know, whatever word he uses to equ- that um, to represent God's word, but I love it. Um, <clears throat> he also says, I long for it. He talks about um, how the word is better than gold and silver mm-hmm. and sweeter than honey. And so, you know, by equate, by putting it, not equating it with those things, but putting them higher than those things, yeah. which, you know, how many of us... Um, <clears throat> Would do that, and I was thinking as I was driving over here that, um, you know, for myself, I fall so short, and I love the word. Oh yeah, but I fall so short. You know, do I truly delight in it that way? He it he also says t- ten times in the psalm. He's this psalm. He says, "I delight in your word," and um, you know, do do we hold it up? In that esteem, the way that, that the psalmist did, as he expresses it in this, no, and we don't. Even the ones I would say I don't. Right, no, and I I'm don't. Saying, so right. before somebody out there freaks out and gets <laughs> mad at me, right? I, I'm like you. I love God, right. but do I esteem it? Probably not. Like right. I should. Well, not right. not no. Probably I don't. Right, right, right. So I, it does. It's like I was talking about yesterday when I preached on about 
um, the Lord has spoken, how we should treat his word. Yes. It really, last week, just hit me like a two-by-four about, do I hear what God says? Mm -hmm. Do I strive to understand what God's word means? And then, ultimately, do I apply it like I should? Right. Well, the answer is no, no, and no. <laughs> right, right. And and if, you know, get on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and listen to that sermon because it was really great. And, um, and honestly, then the devotions that go with it, um, I just felt like the Lord led me to, um, to really um, passages that really stress those things yeah. as well. And so, um, so do that. That would be great. So what do you got over there, Dan? Just... Adding on to, to what you guys have said, it, you know, I think one of the problems that we see so much today is that we get distracted mm. and we start chasing the immediate and miss out on the immeasurable. Yes. And so there, there's so many times that that something seems so important to us and we'll, we'll you know, we say we don't have time for this and we got to do this and, we, and we'll, it doesn't take long before God's word starts inching further and further away. For something that a month from now we won't even remember what right, it was. Right. Yep. And and it all goes back to what does your heart really rejoice in? Is it the things of this earth that can be washed away in a minute? I mean, we see that time and time again, you know, especially now. Or is it in what is going to, to sustain you from here throughout eternity? Right. Exactly. Um, and as we look at these first eight verses, this I, I really felt like these first eight verses sort of tee up the rest of the chapter in that um, but he st- starts off talking about blessed are those, blessed are those. Um, and then in verse five, he starts to get personal and says, and starts talking about himself. And then that's the rest of the Psalm. And we're going to go back and talk about that. But throughout Psalm 119, the psalmist is making commitments to God about his word. And he, um, 15 times he says, I will do something. I will praise, I will meditate, I will keep, I will seek, um, I will delight in. Um, and so we, as we read through it, we see throughout the whole thing, his commitment, and not only his commitment, but his um, verbalizing that commitment to God and saying that, you know, I will do this. And and he also makes requests of God. He asks God to teach him. He asks God to give him understanding of his word. And so as he asks God for those things, then he says, you, you're going to, I know you're going to do your part. And so I'm going to do my part. And when we have that kind of attitude towards the word, I think that um, then we are able to keep it diligently, delight in it, meditate on it, mm-hmm. um, seek after it, long for it, um, and esteem it the way that we're supposed to. Yeah. Um, as I was listening, you, because that, and that flows right in, I saw a pattern. Uh-huh. So you saw me mark it in my Bible. I saw this <laughs> I pattern. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like this. You see it in these first eight verses two times. It's walk, keep, seek. Walk, kept in keeping, and fixed. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I walk, therefore I'm able to keep, and it's all a result of me seeking. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I walk, I have kept, and am keeping mm-hmm. because I was fixed. Right. So it's this idea. It's. I, I think I said this yesterday. It's not. It's not difficult in a sense. Right. The. I'm not good at math. <laughs> Told you guys. You know, I got past kindergarten. And it was downhill from there. Same boat. You know. 
But I can add one plus one and get two. Yep. If you walk in his ways, you'll keep his ways, mm-hmm. and you do both of them because you have sought after him. Yes. And throughout this whole thing, you know, I preached a series last summer on Psalm 119. Uh-huh. Yep. The whole theme, every week, it, it was almost like as if it was repetitive because yes. it was, I seek you, therefore I keep my, mm-hmm. my eyes on you, and I'm fixated on you, and I'm walking in your ways. Right. And that's what really Psalm 119 is. It's all about, right, that relationship, that that um, that progression, because as we um, know it, then we believe it, and then we love it, and then we live it. And, so, and we see that in the words that are used of that pattern that we see. Why do you think we don't... Um, love it like the author here does well i think the first reason is is because we don't know it what's your second reason (laughs) i don't know (laughs) see reason number Mm. one (laughs) what do you think dan uh well no i i totally agree with reason number one don't skip my question hold on i'm coming back i'm coming back (laughs) Um, and I think it, it really is one of the major weaknesses that we see plaguing the church today is biblical illiteracy yep. Yep. and not spending time in God's word. Um, the second one, I feel like, it's just my thought, I'm really scared now, um, <laughs> is there has to be a recognition of who you are and who God is. Yeah. And and once you, especially at the beginning, it's a terrifying place to start to realize how short you fall and how great God is and how there is no reason he is getting nothing from you. There's nothing you can add to him by him accepting you as his own, but yet he still did it. Right. And so I think so many of us fail to see that, that huge need, but also the huge power of God to be able to fulfill that need because there is such a massive gap there. Um, but I think that's part of it. you have to recognize who you are and who God is before you start down that journey. So and and then I think that the second reason is because they don't believe it. So they don't know the word and then we don't believe it and so then we don't love it. I was gonna argue Dan's point from the negative though. Mm. You argued it from we see God who he is and who we are and that's standing. Mm-hmm. But I think that makes people mad. Right. Oh, it, they it don't want to yeah. do it because God's word is not going to let them do what they want to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It holds them accountable. Yep. It holds them. Uh, they they have to change. Right. I've literally been told by people before. Well, I really want to, but you know, I'm just not ready to to do. I know I've got to change my lifestyle if I come to Jesus, and and I just don't want to. Oh, they realize they can't hold on to that old life and still walk to to Jesus. Right. You know, right. there's no way. Right. And it, so I say that's the second reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we see that here in these beginning verses is that blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. And so um, that in verse four says, you've commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. And so it is a requirement that when yeah. you are reading it, you you can't just read it and let it then pass through. Um, it has to travel from your head to your heart so that your life has changed. And I think that, there you go, people just don't want their life to be changed. Right. And I think, I'm going to step on some toes now, <laughs> there are some parents who want their kids to go to heaven, but they don't want their kids to have so much Jesus that it makes them feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they push other events and things like sports right. or dance or cheering or chess or you know whatever. Right. Right. 
because you don't want them so involved in the church because then uh, they might get too Jesus-y. You know? right. Let's keep you lukewarm and comfortable. Yeah. 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 No, let's keep you lukewarm and me comfortable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? That's, yep. Because I don't want you to outgrow me spiritually. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you down. Right. So I'm going to give you all these other things yep. to do. And it just—I'm just gonna—it just kills me how parents will. That'll be the one thing they want to take away because they won't take baseball or they won't take football, mm-hmm. they won't take some sport, or they won't take dance. But by golly, you keep acting that way, you're not going to youth group you're tonight. Right, right. <laughs> Are you for real? Yep. I think that's ridiculous. Yep. Yep. And if that's you, shame on you. Yep. Baseball and dance. There's nothing in the world wrong with it, but they're not getting you to heaven. That's right. right. Youth group might just, right. if they talk about Jesus. Right. If, they if it's not just pizza and Pepsi. Right, right. So, Dan's hitting buttons. I'm not saying anything, but somebody was <laughs> muted. No, I just moved my glasses. I, I moved not. my glasses. <laughs> After all that. Um, and so we see that this um, walking and keeping and seeking is very diligent, and it's a very intentional pursuit. And it's not something that um, is a fly by the seat of your pants thing, it's not a, um, you know, oh, well, let's see what happens. We'll see if I take any of the word in today. Yeah. Let's see if they come. <laughs> let's see if they come to Jesus way. Let this kid just grow up and right. see if he comes that right. way. Maybe he'll choose. Don't even. <laughs> well, you don't do that with them athletically. Right. You don't do that with them in any other thing. You go out and get the very best you have for that kid that can make them the very best. But yet, when it comes to Jesus in the church, because you're so biblically illiterate, and you're so spiritually immature, you don't want your kid to outshine you. And so, shame on you, mom or dad. Yeah, I'm feeling a little froggy. <laughs> I'm just tired of it. We yeah. will do the best for our kids. We will spend money on them. Spend, but yet, when it comes to Jesus in the church, you know, I just think you can become a little fanatical about it. God help us that we are not more fanatical about Jesus in the way of, yeah. of right. Christianity. Right. I'm sorry, right. this is your your lead. <laughs> um, but I did want to, so going back to the beginning, and it says, blessed are those whose way is blameless. And um, for those, then in verse three, who also do no wrong. And, and you know, we might think, well, I'm not blameless. No. I do wrong all the time. Yes. And, and that... Thinking of me when I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't want to bring it up, but since you said it, <laughs> but the the blameless is an above reproach, and so um, what are you characterized by? Right. And and the doing no wrong um, that you get to that point, we never get to the point where we are totally sinless, but we get to the point where we um, can be qualified characterized by doing no wrong by walking in his ways, by keeping his commandments, by living according to his commandments. And so um, we need to remember that that's why we're in the word. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have this relationship with the word um, so that we can keep our way blameless, so that we can keep from doing wrong. Because that's the only way. It's that old thing, sin will keep you from the book, and that book will keep you from sin. Yes, right, right. And, and so that's what you got to have. You know, and, and you say that, and, and honestly, Psalm 119.11 is, um, you know, well, I probably was probably King James, but thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee, that I learned, I think I was four or five years old. Yeah, when you throw out the thee, that's... Yeah. 
when you start throwing out these, the that's, word, that's, yeah. that's King James. That's probably yeah. King James 16 lib. It probably is. But, but you know, that verse I learned when I was so young and it has never yeah. left me. <clears throat> but the truth of that verse is um, that what we were, we were just saying, that, you know, that's absolutely what the word does for yeah. us um, and how beautiful that is that it does that. Um, he also speaks of that um, in verse six, then I will not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. And I have circled in pink <laughs> all your commandments because I'm sure that was a sermon that Hank did. But, <laughs> you know, we... All means all. All means all. And all means that we can't pick and choose, oh. um, as Hank likes to say. <laughs> it's not a banquet that we can yeah. go and pick and choose what we want to um, keep and what we don't want to keep. We have to keep our eyes fixed on all of his commandments and we have to keep all of his commandments. Um, and then when we do that, then we won't have be put to shame. And, and these are promises and truths that we can hold on to. Look, did you see verse seven? It says, I'm going to praise you with an upright when I learn your righteous mm -hmm. rules. We look, we tend to think, I think at times, well, it's a bunch of no's. Right. You know, God, don't do this. Don't do that. No, no, right. no, 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 no. But the word actually teaches yep. that the more you learn about it, the more you praise him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And the more you praise him, the more you love him. Yes. Because you learn that he's keeping you from things, not just to keep you down, but to to keep you safe. Right. And keep you pure. Right. And holy. Right. And so we have let the enemy lie to us so yes. much. Yes, yes. Because I was just reading in that book when you mentioned it, the Bloodlines book, mm -hmm. he says, anytime you have something like in the in the garden, it was only one no. But how often, even with our kids, when we tell them no to not do something, that's an invitation for them to go do it right. because their sin nature takes right. over. Yep. That's yep. free will. Yep. And so that's true. But so what Satan is going, no, don't do that because it's so. Run away the other way. Yes. Don't run to God. God is trying to hold you down from having fun. No, God's worried about you eternally and being whole. Right. So. Right. Right. And that's why we uh, I've seen so many approach it as not what would God have me do and how can I honor God through through my desires and, and you know how do I align with Him? It's how far can I go and still get away with it? Yeah. And and if that's your starting place, you're already in the wrong spot. That's that's a good warning sign. If you find yourself thinking that that you know avenue of thought, then you've already started off on the wrong foot. And let me give you a biblical um, verse for that: When God told Cain, "Sin is crouching at your door." Mm -hmm. When you start seeing how far you can go, yep, you know it's that old. And then once again, I'm gonna give you another saying: Sin will take you farther than you want to go, cost you more than you want to pay, mm -hmm. and keep you much longer than you want to stay. Yep. And yet we want to dabble in it and right. play with it. Right. Yep. We crazy. Yep, yep. Um, I was trying to think where I wanted to go. I, and we we mentioned this, but I'm going to bring it up again. You go, girl. Okay. So 11 times in this psalm, the psalmist says, teach me. Mm. And six times he says, give me understanding. And so because as you were talking about um, people's commitment to it and having it change your life and in not wanting to it to change your life, but then it, the excuse comes. Well, I don't understand it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I don't read it because I don't understand going. it. I know. Don't get me. I going. know. But and I have used this several times in the devotions because, um, for our church because 
here it is right here, proof in black and white that you can say to God, teach me mm-hmm. what you're saying in your word. Make me understand what you're saying in your word. So we are without excuse because when we sit down and we ask God to show us what his word is saying through the Holy Spirit living inside of us, um, then we are able to understand what he is saying. Wow. I think you ought to write that as a blog post. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Okay. Well, and and to to jump back on on what Hank had mentioned earlier, and I'm speaking 100% from personal experience in this one, there are times, depending on the scripture, where I feel myself hesitate because I'm scared God is going to show me something. I don't like what's being revealed. Oh, yeah, man. Because it either messes with one of my gods or it puts me in a place where I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, man. And so it, it starts bearing those things, buddy. It's right. a yeah. scary, scary yeah. thing. Right. right. But it's like, needed. Ah, God, those are the that. ones that I needed to learn the most, yeah. though, every time. Yeah. Right. It's don't, don't look, don't look in that corner, God. That's, yeah. There's nothing there's going nothing there. There's Just nothing there. Along. Just keep moving along, moving along. <laughs> Remember how you love me and save me? Let's talk about that yeah, some more. God is love. God is love. <laughs> and he is. It's sad how, how realistic that is sometimes with stuff I've come across. I'm like, no, not this one. No. Um, and then we get to um the end of verse eight says, Do not utterly forsake me. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. And we might read that and think that. That um, is a really strange thing for him to say after saying all that he's been saying. But as we read it, I see that, well, first of all, the Amplified Bible um, includes when I fail um, after that. I don't know why, but that's just what it says. And so (laughs) I chose the Amplified Bible. Um, So when you think back of what he has talked about, now Hank's laughing again. He's not going to stop again. Um, when you think back to what he has said, all that he has said in these verses, um, and yet he knows he can ask God, do not utterly forsake me, because he knows of these promises that are in these verses. He knows that if, as he is committing to seeking and keeping and walking, that God won't abandon him because blessed is the are those who do that. Is there anything you cannot ask God? I would say there's nothing. I don't. Is that a trick question? No. <laughs> He's looking at you, Mona. I'm not stepping in. <laughs> he, he asks these questions, and you know he has the answer in his head, and that's what is difficult. No, that was just you. You said I, it that okay. they were not afraid to ask the, right. the God to do that, and I'm just saying, is there anything that we shouldn't ask God? I don't think that there is. I mean. He nope. knows what's in our thoughts right. and our minds. Right. I mean, so why would you hesitate? Right, right. It's not like God can't handle. It, it just, it just, it at times kills me. Why well, I was afraid to ask God for that because I just didn't know if it was good enough. He already knows you're thinking it. Right. So you might as well ask. You might as well ask him. And number two, you probably don't ask because you think it's too big for God because your picture of God is so shallow. Lord, help me. Mm. We don't see the miraculous because we're afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. For the the incredulous, yeah, I think there's a there's a measure of not asking because it seems too small. Yeah, because it's it's not really. You think that's more than I th- th- too not big? more, not more. But I think that there. I was getting the finger. I don't know if you could. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> I, was getting, I was getting the finger. 
Not the no. finger. I was about to say, not, we, need to, we need to specify. Our, it was, it was, it was oh, pointer finger. finger. It was pointer finger, and I she was going back and forth. I'm trying to get Rena back in. I mean, wasn't Rena back in? I was asking a serious question. No, I know, and so I was answering it. I don't, I don't think that it comes. It would be more, but I think that there is a measure of, of. Well, I don't need to ask. God for that because it's so small that he he's so big and he has so many other things to take care of he doesn't need to worry about this little thing in my life well and it's like if it's below this mark then I can take care of that myself yes then there's and you will be amazed at how small a thing can trip you up when you decide to rely on yourself instead of God right Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think there is. A, I this two against one. <laughs> no, I think. I, I think. No, it's because both. I'm not disagreeing think, with you. Yeah. I'm just. I'm adding. There's no limits it. to what we forget to ask God adding, for. <laughs> adding, <laughs> adding, adding, building. You so, know. which do you think? So, like Legos is more. I said I think that not asking him because it's uh, what are, I can't even remember what he said. <laughs> I said too big because yeah, it's so and big. I think that that's that that's true. Well, and more go well. And no, again, don't don't come my way just because I'm the pastor. No, I, I stick to your guns, girl. No, there there's an there's the another level with the more. Buddy. I'm gonna I'm gonna push on this one a little bit too. Like the the reason and going back, like there's only been like two or three major themes in the, this episode, and, and we keep coming back to them. But we're terrified of what it means if he comes through too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because then we have to admit that he's true from beginning to end, does not change over time. And so then, it, not just his promises are true, but what he asks of us and what he requires yep, yep. of us is true, and we're terrified of that. Yep. And and I think a lot of it is just, you know, it may be the greatest thing you've ever witnessed, but the what that means in your life changes everything. I think, and it's I think we we're don't terrified. surrender yep. fully, right. because we're afraid he's going to send us on the backside of right, nowhere. Right, right. Yeah, we're not afraid he's not real. We're afraid he's real. Yeah, Yeah, we're afraid he's real. He's going to send us somewhere we don't want to go. Not everybody has to go on the mission field. Right. I cannot stress that enough. Right. Not everybody's going to the backside of nowhere like Moses did. Right. Somebody may, he may call you to go down the stinking street. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever. Some people are equally scared of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Miss Mona. Well, and so as Dan was talking then, it's, um, you know, it, it takes me back to what we said before, that we have to know the word, and when we know it, then we believe it, and then when we believe it, then we love it, and then when we love it, we live it, and so I think all of that, all that we've talked about, circles back to that—that that we have to be in the word. Yeah, and and um, and that's why we're here. That's why we do this podcast. Yeah, as far as I think, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, she chased that rabbit all around that fire. Yeah, that's why we're here. I just want people to love Jesus and love the word like we do. Right. Yep. Absolutely. I hope we put that out there for you and have fun doing it. Yeah. Guys, we have fun doing y'all, it. <laughs> I laughed so much at the beginning. Dan has oh. had to cut, Dan has had to cut and paste. I'm, I'm gonna give you props, Dan, because you got to cut. I got. You haven't heard the, till two a.m. I was about to say you hadn't heard the finished product. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got. I, it's gotta be better. I got tickled y'all at the very beginning and could not stop. I think it was about ten minutes. It was. I, I made laughter every time I tried. Um, laughter do is good like a medicine. Yep. That's right. So I was right. apparently need some medicine today. There you go. There you go. So I think our time is up. Okay. So would you close this? Can you do that? Can you close this in prayer? Sassy. Sassy, sassy, Yes. Hey, let's pray, y'all. Father God, we do love you. And God, we're so thankful for your word. I pray that, God, you would give believers a greater hunger for your word. Uh, God, it would start in this room with us three and would just spread like wildfire across uh, America and across the world. 
that in these times when uh, things are cloudy and we don't know um, seemingly right from wrong to run to truth, which is found only and solely in your word because you are the truth. And so, God, we come before you today. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And, Lord, we love you today, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 So, hey, you did a great job, Miss Mona. <laughs> Mona took the lead. If y'all could tell, next week is Dan, Woo! who still doesn't know what his famous song, favorite song is. <laughs> At least he hadn't shared it with us. Yeah. You hear that train coming off the rails? <laughs> so, hey, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church, and um, that was my home slice, Miss Mona, yeah. taking the lead today hey. in Psalm 119. <laughs> and then producer DJ Dan, you hey, got hey. it next week, buddy. Yeah, I do. You five days <laughs> yeah. to figure out what's your favorite song. Five days to figure it out. So, um, hey, God bless you guys. See you soon.